Hey, welcome to Stay Blessed Podcasts. Today is November 27th, 2018. Today, my podcast, I will be going over addiction part one myself. So, my addiction drug of choice was alcohol. Um, I started using drinking when I was 18 years old and today I'm 28 and that's the age that I stopped drinking so a lot of years of drinking and chaos Um, when I think about me and when I started drinking it wasn't me as a person that started drinking where I went to college and you know how college people they like to party and they like to drink and that's how they get into their drinking well not me I just started drinking simply after my grandpa died um and I just wanted to I guess escape put my mind at ease and not think about what I was feeling and what I was going through inside myself and I started hanging around people who were low lives like and who didn't finish high school they didn't graduate they needed to either get their GED or they didn't even get their GED um like me I didn't graduate I didn't finish high school I lost my friends that I had in high school and I just somehow connected to these people who were lowlifes and nothing all that mattered to them was you know getting fucked up or drinking and it was like an everyday thing or an every every weekend let's get fucked up and I was probably one of the main people who would try to hit up everybody and hey you want to drink let's drink tonight let's party woo and I would be the one that either you know had the money in it or I would get the money and just someone would need to just go and buy it um so with with that like before I had kids and before I met my boyfriend that I'm currently with like I was a mess. I was not in a good place, and I didn't even realize that I didn't care, I guess. And just thinking about it, like, it, it it's so, like, mind-blowing of how much wasted years I wasted for myself. And it, it really does suck to think about because I wish I could just go back and fix that and actually obtain a better life for myself because of how much I wasted like it just baffles me and it does kind of take a toll on me because those years I just wasted on not having a job or if I had a job like I wouldn't even stay there for more than three months or not trying to go to school and go be something go go get a career like I didn't do that and 
I just wish that I could. You know, I got my first DUI when I was 19. And I did have a, a job. And I was working with my mom. She got me the job. And I, I worked hard enough to save up enough money, $2,000, to buy my first car. And then my um, ex-foster mom helped pay the rest. And then I she put me under her insurance. And she has really good insurance. She has really good credit. So she really helped me, and that was probably the only thing in life that I actually worked hard for, was getting my first car and having my license. And, of course, I fucked that up, and I chose to drink and drive. I mean, I destroyed my car because I was drunk and I wasn't paying attention. So I, and then I got taken away because I wasn't good. I wasn't in a good place, and then... Um, since my car got taken away, then I managed to get a DOI with her car and fucking up her situation with her good insurance and stuff. And then when I got my first DOI, I just never got my license back. So at 19 years old, I was on probation for two years and I had to do drug and alcohol classes and B BAs, random BAs and that never stopped me. That did not stop me and fixing me and my drinking. It made me want to drink even more because of how depressed I was and how shitty life was because I was on probation and I fucked things up and it's like whatever, fuck this, fuck life. And it eventually I you know, provoked my probation and then didn't comply with a lot of things. And I, <laughs> I failed some BAs. And then with that, they, they put me on this thing called Scram, which is like an ankle monitor, except this one was for drinking. So I really couldn't drink at all. But the, the, the bad thing about that was the cost. Every single day it cost like what? $50 a day or something, $15 a day, and it was so ridiculous, and I was just like, I can't afford this, like, get me off this, I mean, they had to get me off of it, because I drank on it, like, it still did not stop me from drinking, and my drinking got the best of me, like, it ruined friendships, it ruined relationships with my family, my ex-foster mom, like, there was just a couple of times where, you know, I would lie to her, or I would steal, and, you know, not comply with what she wanted me to do, and I didn't do it, or, you know, those things, and she just got tired, and, you know, she would kick me out, and there was just times where I'm like, well, fuck, where am I gonna stay, and, you know, there was people that I hung out with, and, like, either I would stay at their house, or, um, we would scram for money, and then get a hotel room, and, Honestly, like, thinking about that, I don't even know how we were able to get fucking money for a hotel room and then booze. Like, a hotel room where in, in Fort Collins is, like, $40. And then all we really needed was, like, maybe 20 bucks max for some booze to get fucked up. And, you know, I, I would pawn things or I would ask for money or they would get money somehow or they would pawn their things or, you know, I, I would steal things and it just was, wow, 
just thinking about it and talking about it, it's like mind baffling. Like that was who I was because of my drinking. I was just in a bad place and I didn't really care and I didn't really notice it until now and just thinking about it and and then thinking about okay I need to get my shit together like it's just it it's just since I was 18 and you know it caught up with me definitely big time and um I have a lot of stories I have a lot of mistakes good bad ugly like fucking hell um one story that I can think of, you know, besides my me getting a DUI, was um, me and a friend um, were hanging out, and I stole some some liquor, and it was a pretty. It was like a water bottle filled up with with liquor, and we didn't really have any. We didn't have enough chaser, and so we're like, well, fuck. But we had water, and so. You know, I was just like, fuck it, we'll use water. But, you know, even with that, like, we got so fucked up, especially me, that I ended up in the hospital. It, like, blacked out completely. I was, you know, throwing up. I almost died because I, of me throwing up. And then they had to pump out my stomach or something. And it, it was just really bad. And And that was my first hospital incident. And from that night I should have learned my lesson I should have been like you know what I almost died like what the fuck is wrong with me but I didn't it I didn't see no issue at all with me I didn't see or think oh I have an alcohol problem it was just normal like whatever go on with life and (laughs) that that's just bad and it, it was definitely thinking about it now it it was a struggle like I fucking struggled like to obtain friendships relationships um battling and struggling with my inner self like in my soul like I definitely gained and I lost and it it definitely hurts because like I said like I wasted my life due to drinking. Like, the drinking was like my master. Like, it, it's like telling it, it was like telling me, "Oh, you have to drink." Yes, master. Like, I bow down to you, kind of thing. That's what it was like. And uh, I believe, like, even with what happened to me as a kid, with my abuse and my trauma. That definitely plays um, a big part of why I was drinking. And then the other, the rest of the part of the reason is, you know, my grandpa dying. Like, that was a huge one. And I lived with that. I lived with having no one. I was alone. Like, even if there was people who really supported me or who were there for me or said, you know, if you need somebody, I'm here. Like... I never turned to them like it was just me and this alcohol and that was it and that's kind of like another reason why I wanted to move so I moved with my mom thinking it's time for a change I need to be better I need to stop this but I moved and it was right back at it again except a whole different scenery 
different everything. Um, that's where I, you know, met my boyfriend now. And, you know, he was a really good person and we had a really good, you know, relationship. And, you know, he saw me for who I was that I didn't see or other people didn't see because of my drinking. They just saw, oh, this girl, look at her drinking. It's like, who is this person? My my boyfriend looked past that and saw the real me. And it's still, the drinking still got in the way and it still fucked up our relationship. You know, I fucked, fucked him up. You know, I did things to hurt him. I, cheated, I lied, I stole, I put him in a bad place, but, but the thing is, is he, he never left, he was always there, and, you know, I took that for granted, I took advantage of that, and up till now, it just, wow, like, there, there has to be a reason why he is still here in my life. Granted, we have three kids. And it, all this drinking just put me in a bad place, put me in a bad situation. And um, there, there is addiction in my family, especially on my dad's side. You know, he's battling his addiction with drinking. And come to find out, he has three months max due to drinking. Ever since I was born, it was an every single day for him. Drink, drink, drink. I didn't even know my dad as a kid. I never hung out with him. I never talked to him. Nothing up until now because I want to better myself and better who I am as, as a person. And then also just kind of just letting go and just get a lot of a lot of weight off of me, um, and living with the with my addiction with alcohol, it was like the real me was trapped, fighting, screaming inside, while this ugly person that alcohol turned me into was out in the world like <laughs> whatever I'm I'm better than you you can't come out fuck you kind of thing and you know it was just you know dark just like my childhood was was dark that's what it was like living with this addiction and I still didn't really get it I still didn't care and I still it didn't matter to me. I, all it mattered was I just want to escape. I want to numb my pain and my feelings and my emotions with drinking, and I did. But it really did get the best of me, you know, minus the mistakes and bad stories that I encountered before I had kids. I still drink even after I had kids. You know, I think after having my kids, you know, my, de my depression and my post-traumatic, it, it worsened, and then I drank, and it came to that point where social services had to come in, because I wasn't, I was putting myself at harm and my kids because of my drinking, and 
you know, that should have been an eye-opener for me, and it really was because I almost lost the chance of seeing my kids and having a difficult life and, oh, I need to see my kids, I need to do this and that, like, having people say, yes, it's okay for you to see your kids, fuck that, but no, God blessed me, someone was watching over me and didn't want that for me, but you're a couple, after my third kid, you you know, I, I thought I would learn my lesson from all that and learn, okay, I, I shouldn't be drinking, like, come on, like, snap out of it, no, I, I chose to do a bad decision once again, and put myself and my kids in harm, and, you know, thank God, you know, social services wasn't involved this time, but that really opened me up, because it was on the nice, someone could have, could have called on me, but I opened up my eyes, and I did things, and I said, you know what, I can't keep doing this, because I know that if I do some, do something else, it's just going to be a lot more worse than the other two times where this should have been eye openers, and that is a fucking miracle, like, someone really is watching me, and I honestly, yes, God is probably having my back, but 100%, I believe that is my grandpa, and I know he's probably looking down on me so upset and hurt and angry that I am choosing drinking over my kids, and I should be taking care of myself, and that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. I need to stop. I can't keep doing this because I don't want to lose myself or my kids. Um, I, I guess I did have um, a little bit support. You know, my mom, my ex-foster mom, um, when my really good friends and you know my boyfriend now but I just feel like it wasn't enough support I mean cause I I don't like people in, intruding in my life I don't need them in my life so my only support system was just getting the help that I need from others that weren't family or friends therapy AA um, my sponsor like those are my support systems right now and you know God um, if it wasn't for me not having kids too like I probably wouldn't be alive right now I wouldn't be talking and doing my podcasts and whatever else life brings upon me I would be dead and my, my boys deserve their mother you know and I love my boys so much you know it, the alcohol just turned me into this person like life does, doesn't matter to me and I don't care whether I had kids or not and that's not okay like at all and Yes, I still 
struggle and it's not mostly because of the alcohol I think it has a lot to do with my mental illness and it, it's a struggle and having to battle with that demon you know because I have depression you know a major major depression post-traumatic stress and a, a little bit of anxiety and I, I could just you know feel it and it takes so much out of me my energy and um, some people will ask me why don't you take any medication or have you ever thought about it and I've thought about it but I don't want to turn to medication because of stories and reviews and what I see and what had happened to my brothers who have schizophrenia due to medication I don't want that I'm you know I'm content but not you know content enough that I don't need medication to help me go on with my life if that makes sense like there's some people who actually will need the medication because of how severe their mental illness is and you know mine is not like to that point where okay I need to get medication because I learn how to cope with it by music by writing um, trying my best to eat right exercising all those things and I think a lot of you taking care of yourself plays a big role in your your mental health like the diet and um, how you cope with your mental illness and stuff and I find ways to be able to um, cope with that so you know but I still struggle I mean I'm not perfect and I'm no better than you are there have been times where yes I tried you know suicide attempts um one time it was just like maybe about 60 like Tylenol or ibuprofen all gulped it all and with liquor and I drank a whole bottle and wanted to keep drinking and trying to go out the window because life was shitty and where I was at that point was fuck you and fuck me like what did I deserve to why do I deserve to be here and this was when I had two of my kids and you know I was being selfish when I shouldn't have you know been that way and I ended up having to go to the hospital and you know they released me because I said I'm fine it's just I'm going through through something and you know I don't want to say it on my podcast but it, it you know someone really fucking fucked me up in the head like by what they did and what I saw and it just fucked me up and I was like you know what fuck my life right now if this person is gonna do this to me like fuck you then and you know I know I did horrible things to that person too but it's like you're better than that like what is this my karma like okay fuck in a and you know, with the AA, you know, I had to do amends, and it really, I learned so much, like, I learned not to be selfish, and I learned to kind of let things go that were burdens that I was holding, 
and you know one of them was my dad and for a while you know I uh, you know I was upset and hurt and mad because he was ne- he was never my father he wasn't there when I needed him the most you know I had those daddy issues but when I was you know reaching out to him it was me reaching out because I just wanted to go on with my life I didn't want to have this weight on me anymore and I just wanted him to know that I'm okay and I'm fine and you know even though he has three months max to live like I'll be okay and it was hard for me to be able to find him up until now and I feel like God you know blessed me to send send me to the right direction of how to find him and then making it easy for me to be able to see him you know because I saw him you know and he was super happy and I was happy too you know I reached out and we were able to see each other but when but I was asking and I was telling other people like why was it so easy now for me to be able to reach out to my dad and you know my instincts kicked up I said you know what I bet you it's because he doesn't have a lot a long line long time for him to live because of his drinking I mean People may think that I was bad drinking, that I was, like, an alcoholic, per se, like, every single day. Like, no, my dad is a definition of an an alcoholic. Every single day, he drank up until now. And um, it's more of a blessing that God gave me strength to be able to reach out to him and say and give and forgive him then then why then staying mad at God when my dad dies you know when my grandpa died I was furious at God like why the fuck did you take this important person out of my life like why I was so mad at him and you know with my sobriety and finding God and doing my amends, you know, like, there was no reason for me to be mad mad at God. And I wasted my energy and my time and my life because I was staying mad at God for taking my grandpa away. And my dad, you know, is dying. And I was just telling myself, you know what, I won't be mad at God this time because he gave me the chance to meet my dad instead of getting a phone call and saying, oh, your dad died. Now, that would be something else. But no, he gave me the chance to be able to do what I needed to do. And then during the moments that, you know, he has a life still, then it gives me the opportunity to be the better person. I forgave him give me a chance to spend some time with him and that is a blessing and I'm okay with that um a message to you know those who are struggling I know how it is I know how hard it is I know what it's like but believe in yourself have faith know that you are stronger than that drug or alcohol you're you're better than that and 
it could be scary and if you don't have anyone like don't let that get to you because with me I think a lot of the reasons why I just kept drinking was because I was alone and I didn't have anyone to you know say you know you need to stop like I didn't have that person or maybe father to tell me like you need to stop like get in my face kind of thing it was like I was just alone and and no one should make that as an excuse if you don't have anyone because there there are people out there whether it's family or friends or strangers or therapists or counselors anyone and know that you have the strength to stop because it's a fucking bitch and if you have kids like they need you more than anything and even if you don't have kids you need yourself more than anything even if life is shitty like keep on going make a difference make someone happy do something good for yourself and you know fight it because you are someone and you are better and um Again, like I just want people to be able to be inspired by my podcast because I want to be that voice. I want to be that advocate because I think, you know, people misunderstand us and they don't understand what we go through and what we battle and how hard it is. Like, and that's where the judgment comes. Oh, I judge you because you this and this and this. No, you don't know who I am. So who are you to say this and this and this? Or, Oh, I just heard this. No, you didn't. You heard stories and, you know, people switch stories up so you don't know what's real, what's true and what's not. Only I know what that story was, what was behind it and what I was going through that it's more real than other people telling you. And you don't know me. Like get to, you know, people don't get to know you. They just assume first impressions, don't judge a book by its cover. And so I just hope that I, you know, couldn't keep on inspiring people because I believe that it's important that others know that people who have addiction or mental illnesses, they are people too. We are human and we have feelings and we want the love and we want the care and we want those to see us as one like them um so i'm gonna wrap it up stay tuned for my addiction part two someone will be joining me thank you so much and i hope that you enjoyed this be sure to share this get my podcast out there thank you and have a blessed day